Welcome back to another Conscious Energy Officer show. I'm your host, Grant Parr, with my two co-hosts, Grant Betchart and John Costanzo. What's up, fellas? <laughs> G-Money, what's going on? You John Living. <laughs> it's great to be here. Welcome to the uh, Conscious Energy Officer show. The show is dedicated to police officers and bringing mental skills training and creating conscious energy officers who know how to de-escalate from within and know how to get control of the scene without having to worry about controlling stuff outside of themselves. So we built this show for you. John always takes us through a cool story or makes it real. You know, uh, John's a veteran. He's been doing this for a long time. So that's what makes it real. Grant and I have been doing the performance coaching for quite some time. So we bring it all together to bring you a great show. And you're going to see us reference some, some skills, some basic skills that we'll go through all the time. And I'll, I'll run through them real quick here just to kind of refresh everyone. The first mental skill is what's important now. And that's about learning to focus on what you can control and keeping it really, really simple, right? You go, what's in my control? That eliminates 99% of the stuff we think about. And we bring our focus to what we can control, which is essentially our actions with the task at hand. So the second skill we're going to talk about all the time is playing present or policing present. And that means you have to learn to train yourself to be where your feet are, to be in the moment. So many problems happen when we're way in the future, or way in the past mentally, and we're not really here. Our third skill is what we call next play speed. And next play speed is about how fast can you refocus back to the present when you lose your focus. Let's keep it real. It's hard to be present sometimes. So next play speed is about bouncing back. And the fourth skill is what we call palms down. This is about choosing your response. No matter how big the emotions are or how heightened it gets, you're able to choose your response and you're able to calm yourself. I got these two big surfboards behind me. It's a reminder that some days we have big waves, right? Big emotions some days. And we can't react like this emotion. We have to learn to choose our response. We have to really work on our body language and our breath and learn to calm everything from within. So that's palms down. Those are the four skills you'll hear us reference all the time. We got a lot more. And Conscious Energy Officer is underneath our company, Max Conscious. So welcome, everybody. And uh, let me swing it on over to John. And John can kind of pick us up on, on what we're kind of talking about today. What's up, guys? It's a great introduction as always, Graham. Got it. Grant, how's it going? Good, man. End of the week. Get to end it with you guys, man. This is, this is good. It's, it's cool. great. Um, so this one's going to be a two-part topic. We're going to talk about a bad day. I think this, a lot of officers, a lot of people can connect with this because bad days happen, right? And it's yes. like, how do we get through that bad day? How do we get to the other side? You know, how do we get through those feelings and, and emotions? Um, so I'll just kick it off with the story. Yeah. I think one thing that um, I really had a challenging moment with was um, in the news, I'm sure everyone saw that Tyree Nichols, and how he got murdered by those officers. It was just very sad, very just, that was a rough one for me because that just really, that was ugly. I watched it once and I'll never watch it again. I mean, it was, that was a tough moment. It was a tough moment in, in many ways, just by those, the way the officers reacted, the way they acted. I mean, if they had these skills, that never would have happened. I mean, not even close. I mean, it was just, it was disgusting um, to watch. Um, so I had to work uh, the very next day. And I, I thought to myself, do I really want to go to work tomorrow? Because yeah. I just, 
that is nothing what I represent at all, like any of that. And it was tough. Like I had to really sit with those feelings and I was battling that. And I, I ended up going into work and, you know, it ended up, I worked through it, but you know, what they did was obviously out of my control. Um, but it puts, uh, the profession on notice and it's just, it was, it was just ugly. You know, that's not what we represent. And I don't want anyone to ever think that's what we represent or stand by or okay with. So I'll just start there. Yeah. And, and then we can just like kind of talk through it. Yeah, man. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, I can only imagine the feelings you must have felt having to show up to work, like how, how I'd imagine feeling really vulnerable or yeah. like what, you know, um, being present pretty hard in that moment. I could imagine, you know, like show like showing up, like showing up in that space. How did you actually show up to work the next day? Like, talk. how did you actually do that? What was some of the what was your process like to, to show up into that? Um, you know, I had some conversations with people prior to that a lot of people when they see these videos they reach out to me they ask me my opinion on it um and i i i had a hard time even talking about it to be honest some of them when the videos come out i can talk about it i can kind of work people through what i see my perspective but at the same time this one wasn't even there was nothing about this one that was like it was all ugly so it was tough to even talk to other people about like i i will never watch that video again like it, that's how disgusting it was to me so it was very challenging i mean i had to just focus on being present you're right it was very challenging that day to be connected to the profession and to show up but you you have to it's vulnerability right you have to have the courage to show up even on the days that are just unsexy and it was just an unsexy day, you know, it was just totally, I mean, people of the community making comments towards me, even like you feel it from all the energy is just ugly, you know? Yeah. And then when the energy is ugly, it's hard to stay in that space. Cause you're like, Oh, you just want to run. Right. Because fear kicks in. You want to run, you yeah. know, or you want to fight it or you want to, you want to freeze, but, none of those are really options. Like you kind of have to just sit there with those feelings and be like, Hey, it'll be okay. Like it's out of my control. There's nothing I can do about it. All I can do is keep showing up and keep showing people that I'm different, you know? Right. John, you, you said this a few times, you said uh, that moment, like, and you, all three of us have talked about this before about how we as humans police officers will take a moment and we'll let that thing ruin our whole day. So we, we really, if you think about it, if we reframe it, we never have a bad day. We choose to have a bad day off that moment or moments. So all there are, cause there's a series of moments throughout the day. Right. And I know we're going to talk a little bit more about how to look at things as moments versus the whole day. Like that one thing that just colors the whole day. Cause then we lose control. Right. Right. But I'm interested in what, you know, kind of piggybacking what Graham asked you is like, you know, how did you do it? Like, how did you get up the next day and do your job? So my question would be, 
what kind of person were you being the next day? What kind of person did you have to be to show up the next day, put on that uniform with confidence, with the joy that you have as a police officer? What kind of person did you have to be? Yeah, I, I think um, like one of our skills, the servant leader, Yeah. right? Dissolve yeah. me and yeah. evolve we. There it is. You so I think that's where it was. I needed to be a leader in this space because this wasn't a sexy moment. But if everybody backs down, if everybody doesn't show up, somebody's got to show up, yeah. right? Somebody's <laughs> got to be here. So right. leaning into the discomfort, you know, pressure is joy. And just saying, like you said, reframing it. And it's like, hey, it's all good. You know, and it's that palms down. Hey, it's all good. Like this was out of my control. I can't let my, I can't give away my power, right? Because somebody did something stupid right? and just totally egregious. I cannot let that continue to affect my day. I have to show up even if being vulnerable yeah. is what it was. I was leaning yeah. into the vulnerability. That's it right there. So that, that's big, John. That's the victory to the vulnerable. It's so real, right? And this is a different vulnerability than I think people think of normally when they think of police work, like they think of vulnerability of, you know, you guys, of course, you have a gun on your hip, you deal with all kinds of crazy stuff. But the vulnerability of having to show up as a cop when people are looking at it the day after a horrendous murder, you know, becomes like public thing. That, that's a servant-based leader right there. And I know some of the best work ever is just modeling the behavior. So I, I think about all the stories you've shared with us um, about Kevin and, and the different folks you've interacted with. And they've had maybe reactions at first, but yet you were able to kind of model that behavior and then eventually kind of shift their perception on it. And it just seems like, John, there's just bigger stakes. Like, obviously, what happened in Memphis, that's the highest level. It's like the, an atrocity. A, a murder occurred. Um, to an innocent person and you having to show up with the perception on you that like you're a murderer or you're a, right. a terrible person um, in those moments, the victory to the vulnerable, the reason the victory is put there is not to be corny and be like, Oh, it's literally because people are so into that moment that you have the chance to actually shift perception in that moment to, because you showing up as the officer you are, right? The compassionate, conscious officer who's loving and does that. You have that opportunity in these moments to really shift people just by how you show up. So great job. That That's a legendary moment. Uh, with mental training, you're going to have legendary moments. And these are moments that are different than other days, right? They're different than other days. And they're different because just call it the pressure is way higher, whatever it is. The stakes are way higher. Yeah. And that's why we're talking about having a bad day, right? So having a, you know, a, a, a tough day, right? This is going to happen. Your legendary moment comes from showing up and experience victory to the vulnerable in those moments. It still feels vulnerable. It's the scariest shit you've ever faced, right? I'm sure you, oh, yeah. how many officers probably question even doing the work ever again after that? You know, yeah. we're like, do I even want to do at all? You know, so that that that's that's really high level and then to be in that day and to probably recognize people are probably a little bit short i don't want to know if temper is the right thing but people are you know 
short, triggered. You know, people are on edge in those moments. And then you really have to be on your skills throughout those days. Yeah. And if you go to our 16th principle, write your own story. John, you're doing that. Like you're literally not going with the narrative. You're like, I like I hear that narrative, but you're in real time modeling the behavior. So that's just really that's really great work, man. And I can't think of a harder day than that. You know? Yeah, that was uh, that was a very, very challenging day. There was a lot of emotions. There was a lot of feelings. And, you know, we talk about these skills all the time. It's really how you respond to those feelings, how you respond to those emotions. Where is my energy being stored? That's right? right. That's right. So if my energy is in that moment, in that that murder, and it's not present here in this moment, I can't connect with people. No. Right? Because my energy is taken up. My brain is somewhere else. It needs to be here because this is the only moment. Right. So that's where tapping back in or coming back to the present plays a huge role. Some days more, and especially that day, I had to come back to the present. Oh my gosh, so many times. Because it was just like, I didn't even want to go to work that day, but I showed up and it's like, all right, I'm here. Now what? What are we doing next? That's you right. know, and like you said, there's there's people responding a certain way. I mean, I oh man, I was I was driving down the street. So they they we had to work extra hours that day because of that incident because they were worried about what the how the community would respond. Right. So we had to work extra. And I remember driving down the street and I see these uh, DC officers jump out of a car. And I'm like, uh oh, so I like naturally I go to it and I'm like, oh, let me make sure that everybody's OK. Right. And I, I show up and they're struggling with this guy on the ground, real big guy. Right. And so I'm like, oh, man, they need my help. Right. So I jump out of the car and I, I help them and I help get the guy in handcuffs. But that situation could have got really ugly. Later on, I found out that this man had a weapon. Wow. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was getting into. But I brought that calm, cool energy because everyone's heightened. When stuff like this happens in the news, when stuff like this happens around the world, it affects everybody. Yeah, It affects the community. It affects the officers. Tensions are high, a lot higher than they were before this event happened because people are questioning, how could this even happen? Right? Where, Where did we go wrong to get to this point? And that's why these skills are super important, imperative that these officers have these skills. Because I'm telling you right now, if they had these skills, that shit wouldn't have happened. That never would have happened. Never and ever. And that's why this training is so important. It's so important that we get this to all the officers. Right. And so I jump out and I help them and I cool the tension. I felt the tension was so high in that moment. I mean, I didn't know what, what I was getting into, but I helped them. Nobody got hurt, but there was a lot of tension. The guy's wife showed up and she was emotional and, and it was just, it was like, wow. Right. But I, I calmed everybody down. I came in palms down. I was smooth. I wasn't panicked. You know, I was just like, I calmed the guy down getting him in handcuffs. And I was like, Hey, it's okay. You're safe. It's okay. You know, and I, I just put my hand on him like, hey, it's OK. We're, we're here for you. Just let's just get the handcuffs on. You'll be fine. I got you. Right. I calmed him down. Yeah. Right. 
right? And then I could tell the officer was getting tense because he's struggling with this guy naturally. Yeah. Officer didn't do anything wrong. I could just feel his energy heightening. And then I, I put my hand on his shoulder. I'm like, hey, it's okay. Yeah. We're good. Right. And I calmed him down. Again, he didn't do anything wrong. It's just everybody's tension was up here and it was rising. And I came in and was like, no, let's bring this down. Uh, Famous word, a common word that we always hear, de-escalation. That's what I did. I see. I that calm, cool energy, palms down into that moment. And I just, I brought it down. Right. And then everything after that, smooth. Because Man, that's, the feelings that's, that rose. that's the, that's the real skill. You didn't, you didn't come in yelling at everyone, telling things outside of your control to, to stop. You brought a certain energy to it and started to initiate that energy and engage that energy with people. And again, the alpha is the one who's most energetically aware in the moment you were able to soften the energy and allow it. So, you know, nothing lethal happened. No, no, no force or anything like that. There was a weapon. So you're in a situation where there it is. It's really there. You guys have weapons and yet you use the most, <laughs> not being corner, you use the best weapon of all time, your mind. You know what I mean? And I'm totally biased with that, but I believe, man, it's the, it's the best weapon we have, you know, is our mind. And if we're able to use these skills in, in, in the real high stakes moment, and you're telling us real moments, you know, these, this is uh, a bad day for a police officer is different than a bad day for an NBA player. It's just a right. different experience, right? NBA player, you lose, get your ass whooped, maybe have to find a new job, uh, you know what I mean? But it's, it's different than a, it's, it's no, it's really no big deal. So this with the stakes like that, yeah, John, like that's not a moment to realize you need mental training. That's a moment to realize you've been doing mental training for a while. So you were able to deescalate just with, from your awareness and then your ability to be a conscious energy officer and then regulate your own self. Man, that's uh, that's really, really good, man. That's like really, really good work. Um, Thanks. Yeah. And it's no joke. We, we do need to get this training to everyone. That's why I've always considered myself a proactive mental skills trainer is this shit has to be proactive. We got to get this to every police academy, right? Everyone coming yep. up said the younger we can get it into officers' hands, the more reps they can get, the more practice they can get. Um, and then imagine being on a scene where <clears throat> there's five officers and now instead of one of them mentally trained, four of them have mental training. You know what I mean? Where we start to have those type of statistics, those type of numbers where we're like, I'd like to have 100 percent, you know, yeah. but imagine just having the majority on the scene having mental training. Then it's like we have. You know what I mean? We have more than not than I think will be able to really be way more effective in that. I mean, here you are. You're one person showing right. up on the scene. You're one of four and you're the only one. And that's still able to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, man, I imagine when all three people are there, probably never even gets to a wrestling match, honestly. Or, you know what I mean? It's probably handled in a totally different way, perhaps. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just another tool on the tool belt. And that should be the first tool we go to. That's, That's right. right. That should be the first objective, right? You feel the feelings, palms down. That's right. Let's work this out, right? Whoa. Strategy and mindfulness. Let's it's go. like, how do we, let's, let's bring it down. Let's disarm their fear. Let's deescalate this by just starting there and just building on top of that, building that relationship. So next time it doesn't even get to that. They don't get into that fear. They're like, oh. See, and that, 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 my friends, is the art of war. The best way to win a war, never fight a war. You know how you never fight a war? You win the war inside. 
And if you win the war inside, you emanate a certain energy like John, you've been doing that helps makes it so no wars exist. So great, great job. This is a quick show today, really quick show. So thanks for tuning in. Remember, we built Max Conscious to give you this training program, the Conscious Energy Officer Training Program. I'm super excited to bring it to you. So we're not here just talking. We have an actual program for you to walk you through it. These are skills. John has been practicing these skills for years. Grant has for years. I have for years. None of this is a quick fix. So the good news is once we keep helping everyone become aware of these, you can practice and practice and practice. And then you get better and better. John, thanks for sharing real stories with us. That's not rehearsal what you're doing. That's real shit. You know what I mean? That's 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 some real shit, bro. That's not training the academy. That's some real shit on the street. Yeah. You know, it happens. It happens every day. I mean, this is stuff that I have to work through every day. I have to practice it every day because these things happen that are outside my control. And how am I going to respond to it? Like you said, the waves. How do you respond to it? In your head, it's the story that you create. Is this a big wave that's coming at you like a tornado and you're making it something big? Or is this really a little wave that you could really just navigate past without issue? It's the story you tell. That's what we'll talk about next time is stories. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do that. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Great show. Have a great weekend.